This is the CR Checkup Podcast. My name is John. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ that struggles with drugs, alcohol, and pride. And you're listening to a Testimony Talk. On our Testimony Talks, we get a chance to hear from someone who has taken the steps and applied them to their own life. This gives us the opportunity to see how the program works and to gain hope that we might have similar experiences. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here listening to our testimony talk today. I have a good friend with us uh, sharing some of her story with us. Uh, Would you go ahead and introduce yourself, please? Sure. Uh, My name is Diane, and I am a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. And um, I have victory over codependence and love and relationship addiction. I do still struggle with control. I struggle with uh, critical judgmental thinking. And I'm I'm finding that I'm still struggling a little bit with uh, grief at this time. And I'm just uh, really happy to be here. Hey, Diane, welcome. Super excited to have you on the podcast. We had you out, geez, we were just trying to figure it out a couple of years ago. And Mm -hmm. I got a chance to come out to your guys' CR and share. And that was a a very big blessing. Um, And I'm so excited to be able to uh, continue the conversation. Um, I know that... Uh, some of the folks that are listening, uh, maybe they don't even come to our group or maybe they weren't around when you came and shared. Mm-hmm. And so um, I would love if, if they just got a chance to hear some of your story, what kind of brought you in to celebrate recovery? What's been your experience with it? And uh, just love to hear. I know you've got such a big heart for celebrate recovery and, and that's, that's what I want to capture. I want, I want everybody to be able to see um, how excited you are about it. So would you mind just sharing some of your story with us? Yeah, definitely. And, and um, yes, I am very excited about it. And I know you can't see me, but I have on my CR shoes that uh, my sister <laughs> made for me. I have on my CR shirt that I made for me. I have my CR earrings that one of my <laughs> girls from CR made for me. So, I mean, I am definitely um, a little into CR. But, but anyways, just to tell you a little bit about how I got into CR and why I got into CR, I'll just uh, start real quick. Um, um, I'm the oldest of four. I was raised in a, a military family. My father was Air Force. He was alcoholic. Uh, my mother was a codependent, which, of course, none of us knew what the heck that was back then. But this right. was mostly the dysfunction of my family. And, of course, as we all know, both of my parents had their own hurts, habits, and hang-ups that they brought in from their uh, families of origin as well. And and so, anyways, I have a couple of sisters and a little brother, and we grew up moving from one base to the next as my father was transferred around for 20 years. And so that's kind of how I grew up. Um, um, I don't consider it a, a, a bad um, childhood at all. Um, I would do remember just a lot of fighting and arguing at night when we were trying to sleep between my parents when my dad would come home uh, drunk again. But other than that, I really consider myself having a pretty good childhood. And uh, uh, we were not churchgoers. I do remember occasionally going to church, maybe on Easter or Christmas. But other than that, I was not raised in a Christian home. And, um, and but because of the dysfunction in the family um, itself, I grew up with um, insecurities and, and feeling not worthy and feeling like I had to prove myself and that I had, to, I had to prove to everybody that I was worthy of their affection, their love, their attention, you know, whatever, which, which I'm finding 
Um, now, it, most everybody has that has that sure. issue. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think so many families don't know how to nurture because they weren't nurtured. And so yeah. this is a society problem now. But anyway, so this was <laughs> my issue. And so I um, actually uh, I began a very... Uh, uh, becoming very promiscuous at a very young age, uh, trying to get attention and feeling valuable. And, and it did make me feel uh, valuable and, and worthy and loved and wanted and pretty, you know, at the time. But, um, but there was always, always the feelings of guilt and shame afterwards and always the rejection, of course, afterwards as well. So this was kind of my teenage years. I wasn't a great student. I I just kind of average and went through um, high school um, uh, being very sexually promiscuous and um, and then um, eventually uh, ended up pregnant when I was 18. I finished school, but I ended up pregnant and um, had my first abortion when I was 18. I then um, went and uh, joined the Air Force. I followed in my father's footsteps and I joined the Air Force in 1974. I actually spent 20 years in the Air Force, uh, married wow. and, yeah, married and divorced uh, four times throughout all of that. Uh, hey, real quick. Hey, thank you so much for your service, though. I, well, that's I right. Just... That's today. Today's Veterans Day. <laughs> yeah, that, that's absolutely. right. And I am a veteran as my father was and my mother was and my sister and my brother was and wow. my son. So, yeah, we have a big Air Force family here. So anyways, um, yeah, so while I was in the military, I was married and divorced three, uh, maybe just two times. And then after I retired in 94, since then, I've been married and divorced two more times, um, which, uh, you know, hindsight, maybe, um, maybe I have some relationship issues. <laughs> sure. I, I know. I, I thought it was always them, you know, they were exactly. The I just need to go find the right one. <laughs> so I just, I just keep going. Well, that, that didn't work. I'm right. going to go find another one, see if this one will work. But then it kind of dawned on me, and not until, of course, recovery, of course, that I was the common denominator and all that. And maybe I did have a little bit of a part in some of that mess. So anyways, right. yeah. So anyways, um, it was after my um, third marriage and before my fourth marriage, I actually found myself pregnant again. And um, I was uh, alone, of course, because I wasn't married to this individual. And I was had three young children at home. I was going through a divorce, my third divorce, when I found myself pregnant. And I had just filed for bankruptcy. And I mean, I was just like, what the, I can't do this again. Mm. Um, I can't afford it. And there's, I can't, I just cannot have this kid. But, you know, I have a uh, some sisters who actually were the ones that really uh, uh, drew me to the Lord years and years ago. And they were telling me, you know, uh, we support you and whatever, but it was God, Diane, that formed that baby in your womb. Mm. And, um, you know, I had been far from the Lord since uh, I truly, uh, since I had accepted him into my life way back when I was like 15. Uh, and, uh, but I actually began praying and over the next couple of days, the spirit had convicted me so much that I couldn't go through the abortion. So praise God for that. Mm. Um, so I did, I did have uh, my, my daughter, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Aww. It was not another boy. So I had three boys <laughs> and one little girl. Yeah. Aww. And um, actually um, she is, um, I don't even know how old she is. I don't remember what year that was, but um, 
she's married. She has her first child Aww. and is expecting her second now, which is my wow. 13th grandchild. Oh my so, goodness. Yeah. So God has blessed me very much through my children and in spite of, you know, all of my sin and rejection of yeah. him. Anyways, fast forward to, uh, it's probably about, oh gosh, what was seven years ago? 2013. 2013. <clears throat> I was going through my fourth, yeah, I was going through my fourth divorce. And one of my adult sons was struggling with chemical addiction issues and had been for many years and um, been in and out of rehab and a lot of jail and a lot of other issues. People that have struggled with that certainly understand what I'm talking about and what the struggle is and how that affects the whole entire family. But Mm-hmm. But anyways, a friend of mine at church, I had started going back to church. A friend of mine had invited me to help them start a Celebrate Recovery at their church. And this was back in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And I said, sure, yeah, I don't know what that is, but it sounds great. And recovery, <laughs> my son needs that. So I'll go oh, home. Oh, I yeah. love that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I can drag my son in and get him all fixed up and show him this is how you do recovery. You, know? <laughs> so, <laughs> you need to be here. So anyways, so I good. went to my first, yeah, I went to my first CR meeting and um, I mean, I was hooked, John, from my first meeting. I mm. was just humbled and I felt at home um, when they, when I first walked in and, you know, they're all sitting down, you're in a large group and then everybody stands up and starts singing. I would, my initial thing was, okay, I'm in the wrong place. This is not a recovery meeting. Right. Why is everybody singing hymns? This is weird. Mm-hmm. But as we got through the um, evening and the lesson and got into the small group and started sharing where I've never been able to like talk about some of these issues, I just opened up and mm-hmm. there was, I was in a newcomers group. So if you've ever been in a newcomers group, it's really kind of a different dynamic because they're all new and nobody wants to talk. Right. So it got to me. And as you can tell, I love to talk. So, <laughs> so You're in good talking. company. <laughs> I was just, I went, I was just, you know, pass, pass, pass. It comes to me and I'm like, oh, I'll, oh, I'll share. I'm going through a divorce. My son is at that, you know, blah, blah, yeah. blah. But then it's so interesting. And this is what <clears throat> I'll tell you. This happens in CR all the time. You share, you open up, you be vulnerable, and it allows other people to feel comfortable doing the same. So yeah. the people that passed then said, oh, okay, well, I want to share now. Exactly. And so like, yeah. and, but anyways, being in that environment and being able to share, being able to talk to people, not getting advice back, not looking for them to fix me, just being able to speak some of these things yes. that I've never talked about before, that I was ashamed to talk about in an environment where there was no shame, except the shame that I was putting on myself, was right. so freeing. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. So long story short, I got into a 12-step group immediately and the healing process began. I was attending CR weekly. I was attending the 12-step weekly. I was growing. I was learning. My eyes were becoming open, going, oh, no wonder I'm such a mess. I came from this dysfunctional <laughs> family. I didn't have a chance. Mm. But, but realizing that I now have a choice. Yes. And that the character defects that I was seeing that God had pointed out to me I can choose now to change that behavior, to not believe the lies the enemy was telling me about myself, that I'm not worthy, I'm not pretty, that I'm ugly, you know, I'm stupid, I'm whatever, and taking those ungodly beliefs and turning them into what God says about me, Mm. that I'm his beautiful daughter, his cherished possession, 
that I am a co-heir with Christ and his kingdom. I'm the apple of his eye, all of that. <laughs> and just continuing to tell myself those things every single day, even while I didn't believe them until I did believe them. Right. Yeah. And that's where it goes from your head to your heart. Amen. Yep. Yep. And so I've been in CR for seven years now. I got out of that step study. I went right into leading a step study. I am now leading my seventh step study. Wow. Yeah. And I've been in CR for seven years and God changed my life and I continue to serve in CR. So I get to watch him change other people's lives. And that is an amazing miracle. And I feel so blessed to be able to do. Yeah. I feel so blessed to do it. And I've never seen him not change somebody through a 12-step group. Never. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's so good. I love that so much. And yeah, de- definitely there's nothing. It's like coming into the program and experiencing that life change for myself is like, wow, that's incredible. But like experiencing that in somebody else's life is almost even better. It's just like, oh, yeah. man, I, because I still battle with that self where it's like, I don't know. I still don't really feel like I, I deserve it, but I want it so badly for other people. And I, mm-hmm. oh, it's such an amazing experience to, to see mm-hmm. that. So I agree a hundred percent with you. That's mm-hmm. so beautiful that I actually wanted to, to mention one thing that you, you had shared um, right at the beginning, you were talking about how, uh, you had moved a bunch um, when you were mm-hmm. you were young, and mm-hmm. uh, it was something. This is what else is really neat about sharing our stories is that you never know how it's going to impact somebody, right? And right. Um, I actually remember a conversation that I had with my mom after um, you had shared your testimony at RCR, and we sat down and we talked about. It. I moved around my whole life, and it wasn't. We weren't an Air Force family. It was just dysfunctional, you know, like, it was just, yeah. you know, we just moved from house to house to house. And my mm-hmm. mom had experienced the same thing growing up as well. And I think, and, and it's like, wow, there's, I can relate in that way. And, and it helped me to be able to identify a different part of my life that I wasn't addressing. And mm-hmm. so uh, first and foremost, thanks, you know, thank you so much mm-hmm. for, for sharing that and helping, helping myself out and even my mom as well in that area. But the reason why I kind of wanted to pull that out is because I think you know, I didn't realize what, what a big deal that was to me until I had heard somebody else share it. And then mm-hmm. as I kind of worked through that process, it was like, I guess I, I, the reason I never addressed it is because I thought, well, that's not worthy of me uh, saying like it was traumatic. It's like, I don't know. Uh, I don't feel like, I don't think that's big enough or difficult enough for me to say mm-hmm. that it affected me. And mm-hmm. Um, I just thought like, that's what I loved so much about sharing that. It's like, Hey, this was a big deal for me. And like, that's the way it is, you know, and maybe mm-hmm. it wouldn't be for you, but it is for me. Most and definitely. I just, I, mm-hmm. I love that so much. And, and that's, I think the difference about celebrate recovery than you might find at a different group is just like that raw honesty about sharing whatever, you know, and, mm-hmm. and not feeling like limited to, to sharing specific things, but like, I identified this as an issue in my own life and I'm sharing it. And then you get those affirmations of like other people experiencing the same thing. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. And can I um, uh, share something else with you? And I know that you already know this and I, and I skipped right over it, but, and maybe some of the people are going, so what about your son? Did you get him into CR? I actually did get him into CR for a very short time. Um, Unfortunately uh, he didn't stay. He's young and, 
and proud and, you know, thinks he can handle life on his own. And uh, it was probably about, <clears throat> I was probably in CR a little over three years. And um, in fact, it was uh, New Year's Eve, December 2016. So that'd be um, about three years. This, this New Year's would be four years. He mm-hmm. actually uh, uh, lost his battle with addiction and overdosed on New Year's Eve. Well, on heroin. And, but I'll tell you, John, had I not had CR under my belt for over three years and a relationship now with the Lord, a very strong relationship, my family from church and my close family, uh, my, my um, atomic family, my close family, I, I'm telling you, it wouldn't, I, I don't know how, who I would be today and how I would have handled that. But, uh, but God is very good and he mm. does, um, he's very faithful and he has so many promises that he gives to us. And he has confirmed to me uh, many, many times through many, many dreams that my son is with him, that oh, he's happy, that he's, yep, yeah, he's happy, that he's healthy, he's there. And I know that I will see him again. So my faith has not been tested through this. My mm. heart is sad, but... I know that God prepared me for this by bringing me to CR for three years. Cause had I not been, I, I would have been a total mess. Yeah. And so he is really, really good. And there is life after loss, definitely. Mm. Um, and, and CR, I'm telling you, I, I've tried so many things in my life to try to change my life, to try to do things differently, to do things better. And, this is the, I never thought this was going to work. I really right. didn't think it was going to work in the beginning, but I'm a very overcommitted kind of a person. Well, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it and then it doesn't work. And I can say, well, at least I did it. It wasn't me. Yeah. It was the program that doesn't work, but this program works. It mm. changes lives and it will change your life. So, yeah. Man. Well, and okay. thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. I know that that's, uh, it is difficult to share those things, you know, but uh, that's what keeps this program going. You know, you shared mm-hmm. that even about being a newcomers group where uh, this is what we share all the time. You know, honesty is contagious, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's why, uh, you know, somebody was honest about their experience and that made me feel like I could be honest. And so I believe that I owe it to the people who are coming in now to be honest so that they mm-hmm. might be able to have that same experience and to hopefully mm-hmm. open up as well. Mm-hmm. And so I, I thank you for your honesty in that. And that brings up uh, another part. Um, you know, folks, a lot of times don't understand that um, we can apply things like grief to our program. And you had mentioned that um, that's something that you can, you struggle with. And mm-hmm. so what, what it, if you don't mind, um, could you share a little bit, like what's it look like to apply grief to the program? How, how do you use the program to help you through your grief? Uh, well, that's a really good question because <laughs> I will tell you that I, as a state rep, as a leader in CR, I sometimes feel that I have to maintain a certain, um, I don't want to say put my mask back on because I don't feel like I have done that, but maintain a certain, um, and and be an example for other people. Mm, So through this grief, um, through this process, I have uh, consistently in my testimony and to everybody I talk to, you know, I have so much peace over this because I know where my son is, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I, I, but I have to admit that I feel like 
I'm really struggling with grief. And mm. for three and a half years, I have not dealt with it. Mm -hmm. When I tell you, I'm just now leading a new step study. It's the journey continues, which I've never taken before. Have I done the journey begins? And lesson one is denial. And wow. God is revealing to me that I've kind of been denying that I'm struggling with grief. Mm. And so I'm like, okay, I'm ready to address this now. I've kind of been ignoring it. Like, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm at peace. I know where he's at. But I don't really think I have dealt with it. So mm. here I am, seven years in, and the first lesson, it says, Deny, has denial creeped back into your life? And I'm like, well, yeah, probably it has, you know? Yeah. So we're not healed after the first step study, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. Mm -hmm. It's a constant battle. I will tell you that to stay connected to my sponsor, my accountability partners, to stay in the word, to um, uh, stay, you know, in prayer uh, and, and being vulnerable, being honest about it, that, yeah. those are my tools. That's how I'm going to get through this by sharing it with people that I trust and being encouraged by them to, you need to address this. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. No, I think that's, and, and again, <laughs> thanks so much for your honesty, because I think uh, it's certainly a misconception. Um, it's so funny. I always try to tell people, you know, uh, several years ago when I was using drugs and alcohol, I was always trying to convince everybody that like I wasn't that bad of a person. I'm like, please believe me, you know, like I know everything I'm doing and all my actions and motives are all really negative, but I'm not that bad. You know, I can't help myself. <laughs> and um, now today I'm like spent, I spend a lot of time trying to convince people that like I'm not as well off as they <laughs> might assume, you know, I'm like, believe me, I'm still struggling, you know? <laughs> and so it's just yeah. funny how the tables turn in that way. But yeah. like understanding that, yes, we can be in the program, we can have structures in place, and we will still struggle and we will still uh, have to confront denial. Um, and yeah. it's going to be that, that way and, until we go, you know, to heaven. And, and that's, that's, right. that's quite all right. You know, it's, a, that's right. it's one of the blessings of the program that we get. And I think, you know, the thing about it is, is you, I mean, you already mentioned it, you know, had you not been plugged in and had accountability partners and sponsors and people who loved you and held you accountable, mm -hmm. um, it might be a different story. And so certainly, you know, I say that with the same thing, you know, I, a couple of years ago, I began to address pride in my program and it was like, I don't know how to work through the steps in this. I don't know how to, to address these things, um, but I'm going to attack it with the same uh, vigor as I did with mm -hmm. uh, drugs and alcohol, right? And so, mm -hmm. I, how did I how did I start off there? Where I didn't start off by just jumping right into working my steps. You know, I I mm -mm. spoke with people who had addressed those things in their lives, and mm -hmm. I got people who would help me stay accountable. I got people who would uh, you know encourage me along the way. And That's then right. once I got to that point, I was able to work through it. Then and you were ready for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think folks don't really fully understand that we can literally do that with any part of our lives, any character mm -hmm. defect, anything mm -hmm. that's holding us back from the fullness of, of that God has for us. And, um, man, I'm so excited for you. I know that that's, that's tough, you know, dealing with grief mm -hmm. is, is definitely not an easy one, but I'm, I'm so excited for you. And I'm so happy for you that you're, yeah. you're starting out on that journey. I'll definitely be praying for you. Thank you. Um, 
Absolutely. But hey, I just wanted to ask a, a, a quick question about, we just, we just finished up our conversations about step four at our CR and here on the podcast. And we're going in, into step five right now, which is, uh, you know, we admitted to God, to ourselves and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. I was mm-hmm. just wondering if you could share some of your insight on that, some wisdom or some experience that you had working through step five. Through step five, step five is the amend step, if I'm not mistaken. And um, so that's kind of like, or, or is that sharing? No, that's sharing. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah that's a good Admitted one. to God, to ourselves, and that to another was, human being. I'm going to tell you, this is the most important step. You did step four, mm. and you had to do step four. You had to, to yeah. get through the step study. But step five is the freeing step. Yeah. Step five is where the freedom comes in because step four is where you see where all of those ugly feelings of shame and guilt come up because all this stuff that you've done and that people have done to you mm-hmm. um, are coming to light and they're, yeah. and you're seeing them on black and white and you're like, wow, this really stuff really happened and I'm ashamed of what I did. But step five, I was scared to death to mm-hmm. read some of this stuff to a person that I really didn't know very well. And, um, and, and her judgment of me over that, mm-hmm. but she was gracious. She was loving and she was accepting and she was not judgmental. And she loved me right afterwards, as soon as I was done and throughout my whole step study. So what happened literally is we think about it. We know about it. We write it down. It becomes a little bit real. We feel even worse about it. And then, and then, we, and then we speak it. Mm-hmm. And when we speak it, it is no longer a secret, no longer hidden in the dark. It is now put out there to the light and it actually mm-hmm. now has no more power over you. Yeah. No more power. That shame is gone. It's like people are like, hear a testimony and say, oh my gosh, how can she say those things? You know, I had an abortion. I had, you know, multiple sexual partners. You know, I did this, I did that. I smoked this. I, you know, how do people, man, I don't want people to know that about me. What would they think? And I would, now I'm like, that's how I was before step five. And now I'm like, I don't care what they think. They already know everything about me. I'll tell them everything. And there's no shame. The shame is when we keep it as a secret. The shame is inside of us. It's in the mind because that's what the enemy uses against us. Mm -hmm. So it's so freeing to say, I'm a mess. My father's an alcoholic. My mother's this. My brother's this. I'm this. I did this. There's no power. There's no Mm -hmm. shame there. The the enemy has no power over those um, secrets anymore. And once they're out in the light, that's it. The burden has been lifted. The shame and the guilt is gone. It's absolutely yep. gone. And that is the freeing part of CR. That changed my whole entire life. No more shame, no more guilt. Mm. So good. I love that. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. And I, I know that's going to be an encouragement to those who are, who are getting ready to go into step five. And um, definitely I would uh, reaffirm everything that you said. It's it's such a, it's, it always seems so contrary to like what I've always told myself these steps, you know, but mm-hmm. as soon as you get into it and it's just, you know, trust the people who are helping you out, trust the people who have done it before and just mm-hmm. give it a chance. You know, we, mm-hmm. we always say here too, is like, Hey, if you give it an honest shot, you try it and you 
you know, give it 90 days, give it a fair shot. Mm -hmm. You don't like what is going on. Hey, we'll gladly refund you your misery, right? It's like you have nothing to lose here, right? You know? (laughs) Amen. So thank you so much for that. And hey, before we jump off of here, would you mind just sharing with uh, the newcomer? You know, uh, you know how it is to be a newcomer. So maybe just some encouragement to them. And also, Mm -hmm. what would you say to the folks who are, who are listening, you're saying, I don't know if CR is for me. Um, What would you tell both of them? For the newcomer, I would say, just like you just said, I would say, give it time. This has to, this, the way we do CR is different from anything else you have ever seen. Mm. And that's one of the reasons why it works, by the way. So just give it some time. Just say, you know what? I don't feel comfortable here. Give it a month, two months, three months. Say, okay, I'm going to do 90 days. If I don't like it, then I'll leave. Fine. We, and we're like, okay, it isn't for everybody, honestly, but, but it's for most people and it works. So I would encourage you to give it a chance. And if you go to a CR and you're not feeling that comfort, go to another CR. Mm -hmm. We have many CRs all over the place, everywhere. I mean, 35,000 CRs worldwide. So you can find Mm -hmm. another CR that you can in and feel comfortable in. So I would just say, give it a chance. Mm. It really does work. And millions of people have been helped through this program. Why can't you be the millionth and one person? And then for those who say, well, CR just isn't for me, or I don't need recovery or I'm fine. Yeah. That's what I said too. You know, I'm, I came for my son, not me because I, (laughs) I don't have any problems, but every single person out there has been hurt Mm. or has hurt someone else. Everyone, as we say in CR, that has a belly button needs recovery and should go through a 12-step group at least once in their life. Mm-hmm. And I totally, I totally believe in that. And I know that you will be a changed person through it. So if you have been hurt in any way, shape, or form, or have ever hurt anybody else, then you need to CR. So good. Thank you so much, Diane. It's been uh, a great uh, blessing to me to just catch up with you and, and, and just talk. Again, I'm so grateful for your honesty. And I know that it's going to be a blessing to those who are listening. And just want you to know, like I said, I'll be praying for you. Excited to, to talk with you again, you know, uh, hopefully yeah. sooner than a, a year or more next yeah. time. And just see how things are going. But uh, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Thank you, John. Anytime. Thank you for listening to A Testimony Talk. I hope that you take what we talk about here and have conversations with others. The things that we talk about on here are meant to start conversations, not end them. So I pray that you would talk with someone about what you heard here today and that you would look for ways to be a light in your own community. If you are struggling to find community and people to talk with, then please send an email to recovery at palmvalley.org and I will personally get you connected with a volunteer from Celebrate Recovery. Nothing changes the fact that we need each other, even if that means that we have to find new and creative ways to do so. You can also send me encouraging messages, comments, or concerns to that same email, recovery at palmvalley.org. And if you're enjoying this podcast, then please share it with someone else. I love you all, and I hope to see you soon.